everyone. Thanks for joining us on the GYST podcast, where we discuss topics to help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another edition of your favorite podcast, the GYST podcast, also known as Get Your Shit Together. Well, ladies and gentlemen, in the studio with you, myself, Rohit Rohila. Glenn Rooks here. And today is a very, very special day. Um, so we are writing or recording this um, a week ago from when you're hearing it. And the reason why I'm saying it's a special day is because it's officially going to be opening day for baseball at 2 a.m. Pacific. Uh, 2.30, I think, a.m. Pacific as the Mariners take on uh, the Oakland A's in Tokyo. And you better believe I will be watching the game. With hot dogs and all, 2.30 in the morning. All right. So. Know how to enjoy that game. I cannot wait. And your Cubbies beat us today in uh, in spring training, so. I'll be watching them beat you guys again at the end of April. See, why is that necessary? I was congratulating you on a win, and you just. I get to see it, though. I didn't see this one. But you. <laughs> we should do an episode on sportsmanship. All right. <laughs> so. Episode 154, uh, and this one kind of came about interesting. So Glenn and I are in the studio today, and we were taking a look at our list of topics, and nothing was really jumping out at us, and we decided to go rogue. And we were talking about some of the things that have kind of shaped us to be who we are. And when you think about who we are as adults, one of the main things that kind of define us but, Glenn, I think at the same time, it's something that we don't necessarily think about. And that's introverts versus extroverts. And I think you only think that for your respective uh, classification, I guess, on, on who this is. And before, before I kind of go in, what are some of your thoughts about introverts and extroverts? Well, I'm coming from the side of being an, an introvert for most of my life. Um, introverts are very quiet, reserved people who don't like to be out in, in the public. Um, they don't like to get out in the faces of everyone else. They like small gatherings, if any gathering at all. Um, they're kind of shy. Extroverts are those guys that have no problem going out there Striking up a conversation, being the life of the party, having a fun time. Uh, they like being around people. So that, that would be my basic thoughts on the two. Mm-hmm. So what's, what's interesting for me is, so first off, I believe saying you're an introvert or an extrovert mm-hmm. is a self-limiting belief. And the reason why I say that is a self-limiting belief is something that you say that you believe in and it's it's a belief about yourself your abilities and so for example i've met several introverts who wish that they weren't that way but yet they continue to say that they're introverts and by saying that what's going to happen is you're going to take actions that support what you're saying and because of that you're going to continue to support that belief and so the more i say i'm an introvert I'm an introvert. I'm going to act like an introvert. I'm going to avoid, you know, social gatherings or, or proactively introducing myself to people. 
And because of that, I'm just reinforcing that belief. I'm a strong proponent of the only time you can really challenge and grow is when you challenge your beliefs. Mm-hmm. If if I grew up as an introvert, but I don't want to be an introvert, then I'm recognizing I need to start doing the opposite of what I've been doing. And what that does is that gives me a roadmap to, to change some of those behaviors. And again, this is for people who, who say that they're introverts but do not want to be. Yeah, I was you know, just they, about to ask you, so yeah. what about those people that maybe don't want to be extroverts? Don't They, they actually like being introverted. And so... Because, you know, either one, you know, there's yeah. there's pros and cons for each one. Yeah. So um, there's no right or wrong answer for each person's walk of life. I would say being an extrovert will present more opportunities for you. That is true. Just in, in networking. Have So you say that you're an introvert. Have, have you been aware of opportunities that were missed for you? Yes, uh, some. Mm-hmm. But then again, I, how many others that I missed that I didn't know about? Because, you know, oh. I didn't go out and meet with people. Yeah. That That's the interesting thing is... You just have more opportunity with being an extrovert. Yeah. Now, can you recognize a... So, I... I would say 7th, 8th, ninth grade or so, that's about when you really start kind of coming into who you are in a way. You, you grow up from being a, a child to adopting social norms, uh, really diving into peer pressure and what you're going to do around that. What were some of your experiences around that age frame, the 7th, 8th, ninth grade? Oh, good grief. And what school? That's well, true. Remember, so, this is also something that develops in childhood based on your lived experience. And do you believe that moving around might be one of the reasons why you are a little bit more introverted? I'm just yes, guessing. Yes, I mean, it could have affected me either way. I mean, it could have made me more extroverted mm-hmm. at times because, you know, I have to get out there and try and make people laugh, try and make people like me. Um, I guess in a, in a way, the 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 biggest effect I've had from moving around throughout childhood was turn me into a chameleon. I can be either or. I prefer to be an introvert, but I can be an extrovert when I need to be. When when I was in elementary school, and uh, just to get some logistics out of the way, in in Washington State, where I grew up in the in the Lacey area, um, elementary school is kindergarten through sixth grade. Middle school is seventh and eighth, and then high school is ninth through twelfth. Mm-hmm. And so, in elementary school through sixth grade, I was pretty introverted. I had maybe one good friend a year that I would hang out with all the time, mm-hmm. and that was about it. I, you know, I was just kind of in the background. Um. But it wasn't until seventh grade that I really started coming into who I am. And it happened in homeroom. There were a bunch of us guys who would just talk about sports, college football in particular. Mm-hmm. And that's all we did. We would, every day we'd go college in there. College football and, and yeah, middle school, really? That's all we do is talk college football Huskies. 
And um, now I didn't know this, but all those guys were the popular kids from their elementary schools. Mm-hmm. And just by hanging out with them, people who, you know, in, in seventh grade, it's, it's all new school. People started seeing me in a different light. And so it wasn't even something that I was doing consciously. It just happened unconsciously. Guilt by association. Because I like sports. <laughs> and then in eighth grade, I would say is really when I started kind of coming to, I started becoming a little bit more popular in, in kind of my my hall is what they used to call it. So in eighth grade, the, you know, the right. A, B, C, and D. Um, and so in, in mine, people really started knowing me. And then really it changed for me freshman year when um, I would hang out with, again, these uh, juniors because the high school that I went to was brand new my freshman year. They didn't have seniors. And so the juniors were, you know, the top level there. And I would would just hang out with them because I was in a lot of their classes because I was in, in AP classes. And just by hanging out with them, like, that's really where I think... They were all really popular, really extroverted, but they were all really good people. The kind of people who, even though they were popular, they were friends with everyone. It mm-hmm. it didn't matter. So they were the right kind of popular. Yeah. And I just adopted kind of their their <clears throat> way of thinking and their beliefs and stuff. And so really it was it was that time frame hanging out with the people that I did that kind of caused me to be who I am today. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so interesting when you when you take a look, you know, you saying that you've always kind of been introverted. What were some of the moments where you recognized that you were extroverted and or uh, yeah. And what caused you to to become that in that moment? Hmm. Probably band class. Because I could actually be myself. Mm-hmm. I was around people with with. Um, like-minded desires, you know, like like interests. Um, band kids in school, you know, we were the nerds, the outcasts. We got picked on a lot. But because of my size, not too many people picked on me. So, hey, <laughs> it kind of worked out for, in my favor. Uh, they left me alone. I got a lot of friends that had issues with with people. And it just allowed me to open up to a set of people because they were, I don't know, um, introverted if they were outside their element, Mm -hmm. but extroverted when they're within their element. Like they have no problem talking music with people. But you start talking music to those sports kids, you you get a wedgie and a swirly, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Yeah. Those jocks didn't like the band kids, even though we... We cheered them on in the stands, played the music for them at pep band. But, um, I don't know, it's, I think everyone has moments where they go between both, Mm -hmm. introvert and extrovert. When you're in your element, you're going to go to extrovert. So what are, what are some things that you think make up, well, okay, one of the things that we talked about is it, it needs, you need a balance. Yes. And there are people who are on complete opposite ends. Why do you think they are that way? It's the whole thing about a comfort zone, man. 
when you're comfortable being where you're at and you're afraid of change, you're not going to make that change. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's easier for an introvert to become an extrovert or easier for an extrovert to become an introvert? I would say it's easier for an extrovert to become an introvert Mm -hmm. because they're already comfortable with who they are. Introverts are very focused on their particular strengths. Um, they're, they're stuck on being who they are, where they're at. They don't like that element of change out here where you might be put in a place that um, embarrasses you or puts you in a vulnerable spot. So I, I would have to say it's easier for the extrovert to become an introvert. See, that's interesting. I, I, I'm thinking it's the other way. Mm-hmm. Where it's easier for an introvert to become an extrovert. Again, if they're in their element, yeah. It's so easy because, you know, for me as a video gamer, right? Um, I don't like going out to parties. I don't like going out and, and hanging out with huge crews that are getting out, you know, going out getting drunk or getting high, right? But Huge crews that are get, getting drunk and getting high? Yeah. So, okay. you know, I'm, I'm enjoying being more in a smaller group setting. Mm-hmm. or around people that are into the same things that I'm doing. So if I'm, let's say, here, and there's 100 people in this house, we're all, you know, music's turned up, everyone's dancing, everyone's carousing. It's a big word, I like that one. Um, I'm not in my element, so I'm not going to go and meet with people. However, if I go to a game conference, for instance, let's say E3, um much more boisterous crowd, right? I mean, it's loud. You can barely talk. You can barely hear. But I'm going to go out and meet as many people as possible because we all have the same interests, video games. So at what point do you think that could also be a, a an excuse? Now, I don't mean excuse like, you know, oh, I'm... You it can know. easily become an excuse. Because... You could easily find things that you're related, that you can relate to mm-hmm. in, a, in a crowd of people that you don't know. So why is one easier than the other? Because it's more surface level. You can see the interest from people when you're in that big group. For mm-hmm. instance, that E3 Expo, I'd be able to see. Everyone's gathered around Microsoft. I'm going to go hang over by the Xbox booth. I can talk shop with people who love Xbox. Um, but then, you know, I'll see the PlayStation crew over there, and I hate PlayStation. I'm not going to go hang out with them. Just based on who's hanging out where, I can go, okay, I'll, I'll go over here where I'm more comfortable. I know I can talk with these people versus over here. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just becomes a comfort zone, a zone issue for that person, and it's all surface level. What you see is what you believe. Do you think that, and this is just me kind of talking out loud, that when we are in our opposite element, so an extrovert who's in an introvert situation and, and the other way around, that maybe there's so much anxiety there because of that that will revert back? I think so. Because I, I know a, a friend's wife. I, I've met her several, several times, go over to their house and, you know, or anything like that. And I get along just perfectly fine with her. However, she has 
never been to one of my parties because she says that she's an introvert and, and the anxiety kicks in for her. And what's, what's interesting is the size of the party doesn't matter, matter either. Whether it's 80 people or eight, she just feels out of her element. At what point do you think that becomes a, a crutch and a, and a self-limiting belief? Hmm. Almost instantly. The moment you start using it as, as an excuse, mm-hmm. um, I would find out from this person, okay, what would be your comfort zone? How many people would be comfortable for you to come to a party for? Three, four, two? How often do you go and hang out with people from work? How many people are in those groups? Is it just because you don't know the people in this group? <laughs> Because that, that was part of the reason I, you know, out of all the times you invited me when you first started inviting me to your parties, it's part of the reason I didn't go to some of those parties. It's like, I don't know anyone there except for Rohit, maybe Gavin, if he ever actually showed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, for introverts, it's it's very difficult, and anxiety can play a very big role. Uh, they oftentimes have issues where anxiety plays a big role in their actual decisions. Nervousness, fear, it, it's something that can mess with your heart. Yeah. One of, one of the things that I think is really interesting about this is, I, I don't know the exact phrase, but something along the lines of like, you don't know what you don't know. Right. And for example, if, if I had no idea what the concept of an introvert or an extrovert was, what would my behavior be? And for example, I I talked about seventh, eighth, ninth grade. And during those times, I never thought of myself as the introvert that I used to be. Mm -hmm. It just never even came up because I was so in the flow of just doing things. And I think when, when you turn your brain off, and you just react off instinct, that's really where you start growing. And uh, uh, an example was, this was after college. And a friend of mine happened to be uh, in line at a grocery store behind some people buying a whole bunch of alcohol. And they were talking about this party and one of them was on the phone. They're like, oh yeah, you know, come over to my party. Here's the address. And my friend wrote down the address, calls me up and says, hey, we're all having this huge party over at my buddy's house. Here's the address. Come on over after work. I was like, cool, that works for me. He's like, yeah, just come right on in. I was like, all right. I didn't think anything of it. So sure enough, there's this house, tons of cars out front. And I walk in and everyone just stops what they're doing and stares at me. And they're like, can we help you? I'm like, yeah, I'm here for the party Dennis told me about. And they're like, who's Dennis? And that's when I realized my friend pulled a little prank on me. Oh, boy. And so I was like, you know, guys, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, you know, my friend must have been playing a prank, you know. And they're like, well, you're right here. Why don't you grab a drink and, you know, come hang out? It's like, okay, mm-hmm. you know. 
and we're having a great time. And they're like, well, why don't you invite some of your friends? I call up some of my friends. Everyone except for Dennis comes because he thinks I'm trying to set him up now. And, <laughs> you know, there's probably about, I don't know, probably about 60 people there, 50, 60 people. Mm-hmm. And it was just a great time. And I think because I never thought about it mm-hmm. and I just reacted in the moment, I got a chance to experience that. But if if you were to tell me ahead of time, there's going to be this party, there's going to be 50, 60 people there, you're not going to know a single person, I bet you anything, I would have talked myself out of it. Mm-hmm. And so why is it that we talk ourselves out of situations that could help us grow? So for for example, if you're an introvert and you're presented with an extrovert type of opportunity, why do we talk ourselves out of that? And same thing in reverse. It's going to be different for each person. Mm-hmm. But uh, for me personally, it's just that initial anxiety. You know what? I don't know these people. I'm not going to have anything to say to them. They're not going to have anything to say to me. I get no value out of it. I just literally start making the excuses based on something that is not known. But are you even at that point where you're evaluating whether or not you're going to gain any value from it? For me personally? Like, do you even get that far? Or are you just like, no? No, I always, you know, I, and this this is something that I, I, I do for my friends. Like, every time you invite me to a party, I will consider the party. Um, I won't say yes right away. As you'll notice on some of those Facebook invites, I don't say yes right away because I'm actually thinking about it. Do I want to go? Do I have anything else I have to do on that date? This will be more fun. This not so much fun, so I'd rather do the party. Uh, Okay, maybe I have issues with the people going. Uh, Not really. Well, it's usually pretty good at bringing good people. I mean, I go through a... A whole list of questions for myself. Wow. This it's is fascinating because it's something that I've never thought about. It's, I, I overanalyze things. I really do. And <laughs> you can just take a look at my Facebook posts. I will overanalyze everything, especially when it comes to politics. And people sitting there staring at their phones. I'm analyzing what this person is doing on their phone. You're welcome, Kyle. We love you. You should be wearing your watch. <laughs> um, I know, that just made for some awkward airtime. It did. I know, he's so quiet down there. No, I'm talking to you about you. <laughs> oh, for me. Well, um, I don't know. Each, like I said, each person is different. Like me, I overanalyze things. And I tend to analyze based on the value of the experience or um, the friendship level I have with the person. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that hinders your growth or supports your growth? I think it's a little bit of both. There are times it's a net benefit. Like I'll know um, this group of friends over here, they're just going to be hanging out. They're not going to actually do anything other than just hang out. Okay, there's 
There's no actual value in going to that. Why should I go? When I could be working on something here that can actually help me grow. Um, versus when I have a group of people I know that are going to be talking some business or maybe they're uh, talking shop for podcast, right? Heck, maybe it's just meeting new people that could be involved in the podcast. I'm going, okay, I can talk shop with these people. That's that's a net value to not only myself, but hopefully also for the podcast. Mm -hmm. It's just one of those things where, again, I'm overanalyzing. <laughs> so it was either last year or the year before. I'm drawing a blank right now. But I went the entire year saying yes to every single invitation that I received. Mm-hmm. Including tons I did not want to go to. But because I knew I was going anyways, it ended up being a good time because I got past my limiting beliefs and, and mindset. And if I'm there, I might as well have as much fun as I can. Mm -hmm. Is that a challenge? And I'm not challenging you. I'm just saying. Is that a challenge you would see yourself taking? If so, why? And if not, why not? No. And the reason why would be very simple. I have some very seedy friends that would actually invite me to do very stupid things. Well, okay. Say, <laughs> Within reason, right? Say it's, say it's Kyle and I. Like, we're, we're not trying to set <clears throat> okay. you up to, like... Right, right. Yeah, so if, go to if a, it was just, you know, if I were to actually say, okay, I'm going to say yes to everything Kyle and Rohit say mm -hmm. this year. No. Mm -hmm. I couldn't do that because I like discourse. I like actual talking and, and argumentation going back and forth. I'm not following you here. Um, I like to know more about things before I just say yes. Mm -hmm. I like to make sure that not only it's a value to, to me, but also to you guys. Having me there may not be a net value to you. So take us out of it. Okay. Like I'm, I'm talking about just you. Like I, I want to know what, what's your mindset that, that's playing out here. Like what's the, what's the internal dialogue you're having? The internal dialogue is if I don't know what's going to happen, mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm not going to say yes to everything. But why? Because I can't plan for it in any way. Mm -hmm. I can plan to go and show up, but I can't plan what I'm going to be doing, how I'm going to interact with others. Like I said, I overanalyze everything. <laughs> so is there... I automatically think of who I'm going to go talk to. Am I going to talk to anyone? Am I going to sit down? Am I going to stand up? Where am I going to stand? Where am I going to sit? I get overanalytical with things. So is it a lack of not knowing what the situation is? Sorry. Is it a lack of not knowing how the situation is going to play out? Or is it not having the control? I would, well, that's kind of one and the same. There. Nope. I'm looking for one answer. Because a lot of your answers are like, it could be both. It could well, be no, this that, or it could be that. That literally is one and the same. If you can't plan for it, you have no control. So, so not knowing how it's going to play out, I have no control over it. But if I know how it's going to play out, I obviously have control over but it. But which one is, is the greater factor for you? Is it, I'm going to go into the situation and I have zero control. Whatever they say... I have then, to do. Then I would say the bigger deciding factor for me is not knowing how it's going to play out. Mm -hmm. so I can give up control just fine. 
but not knowing how things are going to turn out, that bothers me. Why's that? I don't know. I've had a lot of uncertainty with certain things throughout life. Mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, am I going to be in the town longer than a year, for one, right? Am I going to be at a school longer than a year? But at, at the same time, those were things that you were dealing with 10 plus years ago. So now yeah. it's not really a, a factor for decision-making process. Right. But you don't throw out 30 years worth of walls in your life overnight either. Mm-hmm. So am I constantly breaking down walls? Yeah. Is it something that I'm going to just start saying yes to everything? No. Hmm. That's interesting. I wasn't setting you up for, no, for no, a challenge. No, 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 like not at all. No. It was... Um, you, you could challenge me and I'd still say no. Because <laughs> when, when I first did it, it wasn't like I was challenged. You know, no right. one said, you know, do you this. You just made a conscious decision to, to do that. Because for, for myself, I recognized that I was getting into the habit mm-hmm. of talking myself out of doing things. Mm-hmm. I would, you know, I started thinking about all the reasons why I wouldn't do it. Oh, you know, I wouldn't know anyone going or, or what if they're, you know, who knows what they're going to do or whatever, you know, just mm-hmm. talking myself out of situations. And I realized that whenever I do go through with it, even on things that I didn't want to do, I end up having a great time and I'm glad I went. <clears throat> um, one example is a couple of years ago, Kyle called me up and said, we're all going to watch a, a hockey game. Listed off the people. I didn't know any of them. Or I knew maybe like one or two of them, but not really like, you know. And I I talked myself out of it. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, no, I'm 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 not gonna I'm not gonna do this again. I ended up going, had a great time, and I think that event was one of the things that made me realize there's a behavior, a pattern that I keep repeating that I wish to change the outcome of. Mm-hmm. I think if you don't challenge yourself, if you don't challenge your beliefs or why you do certain things, that's where the growth stops. And I know Kyle, for example, a lot of the conversations him and I have had, he'll recognize that he's doing the same thing. When, when he feels a negative emotion... He'll question himself, why am I feeling this negative emotion? What's what's my contribution to it? And what actions can I take moving forward to avoid that and combat it? Kind of like my anger journal. Your, your journal, yeah. And so, <clears throat> you know, I, I would say as, as we're getting ready to wrap up, the, the important thing is I strongly believe whether you call yourself an introvert or an extrovert, that's a self-limiting belief because what's going to happen is you're going to repeat patterns and behaviors and actions that are going to support that and your life will become cyclical centered around this topic. I'm mm. always going to be introvert because I've always just done it that way. Mm. I'm always going to be extrovert because that's just who I am. These are self-limiting beliefs. Saying I've always done it this way or I've always been this way limits your sense of growth Mm -hmm. change that we all need a balance we all need to if if i'm locked 
in a room by myself for 24 hours, I can have a great time. If I'm locked in a room with 100 people I've never met before, I can have a great time because I've worked really hard on creating that balance. Mm-hmm. And I think that people need to do the same thing. Create a, a balance. If you recognize you always lean one way or another, then your life is out of balance and you're not growing. Mm-hmm. Take the steps. What would the opposite of you do? And take those actions. And for those introverts, I would actually suggest take those instances where you aren't necessarily being introverted, like you're in your element. In my example, those video game conferences, right? What makes you excited and why are you an extrovert there? Then try and apply that feeling to other events that you normally wouldn't go to. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I've got a great idea for next week's episode. Oh, yeah? I'll talk to you and Kyle about it, but I think it's going to be a fun two-parter. Ooh, I like the fun two-parters. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for being a part of today's podcast episode of the GYST podcast. Uh, we've been putting a lot of work into this, and you know we've, we've got a great team and just want to let you know we're working hard behind the scenes to make a polished show. And we get a lot of... Um, communication from people saying that they're really enjoying what we're doing. And, and most recently, I haven't shared this with, with you or Kyle yet, but um, you guys know Christina. Yes. She has started, I'd say she probably listened to about 10 episodes or so and already found so much value. She told me that she's starting from episode one now and going through all of them. Same thing that Vinay Kabadia uh, did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, fan of the show, started listening to it, went all the way back to episode one. So there, there's a tremendous amount of value. And remember, we're bringing you a half hour worth of self-help, personal development, growth every week, free of charge, because that's what we want to do is make an impact on the world. So with that, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. This is Rohit. And Glenn. Signing off. Thanks, everyone, for listening to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together. 